This is Small Talk with 101 ESPN's Michelle Smallman. Welcome into episode 140 of Small Talk. Your host, Steve Cerruti, Michelle Smallman, here with you. What's up, Cerruti? How you been, bud? I'm good. I got super jealous of you from last pod or a couple pods ago, and I went and played pickup soccer last weekend. You did? Probably my first athletic thing that I've done, definitely since the quarantine started, probably in a couple of years. I used to play a little bit of pickup here and there, but not a lot. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I decided to get out there on the on the pitch, if you will, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. and, and strap my boots on and, and kick a ball around. And it was great. It was a ton of fun. We did it for a couple hours, a couple of buddies of mine. We just played a little 3v3, 2v2, shout out the goal, did some games. And holy shit, my body hurts so bad. <laughs> it's I'm unbelievable. I'm telling you. I am telling you, were you not exhausted at the end? See, at the end, I wasn't exhausted. It's when you sit down, like I take a shower, you sit on the couch and you go to get up again. You're like, oh my God, like my body is broken. I feel, I feel like jello. And it was super fun in the moment. Like I knew I'm not in good shape. So it's not like we were running around like crazy doing stuff and doing sprints back and forth. So like it wasn't the most athletic game of soccer you've ever watched in your life. But my hips hurt so bad. My hips, my shins. And this oh, is yeah. when you, this is where it always comes back to. There's such a difference between working out and being an athlete. It's like a Grand Canyon size gap between the two. Just because you work out doesn't mean you're a good athlete. And there are really good athletes that can be out of shape and don't work out. It's wild. They're two totally different things. Especially soccer, because you are using so many muscles that you don't mm-hmm. use if you're just working out. You, of course, have the cardio element. I was really sore too, but weirdly, this is so bizarre. And I think it's because we were playing on a turf field and I had on tennis shoes. I didn't have on. Oh no. But I just got invited to play and I didn't have time to buy shoes. You don't Uh, have cleats? I have outdoor cleats, but they're my parents' house. You know, I didn't have time to drive over there and get them. Oh, all right. Well, outdoor, yeah. Outdoor, you wear outdoor cleats on. on I haven't worn cleats since high school though. You know, it was just. I'm never going to make that mistake again. Fair. We'll put it yeah, it's not, a good, it's not a good look. Yep. It was not a good look. Not only did it look like such a noob, such a rookie, it was painful because I went, the, someone passed the ball to me and I planted to go kick it again. And I think I, it, well, it felt like, I don't think I actually did. This is just me being dramatic. Felt like I tore the inside muscle on my thigh because oh. I stepped and I slid. It was like, you go to plant and you slide forward and I could just feel that muscle go and it hey, hurts so bad. You're just shredding muscles left and right that you haven't used in decades. It's, <laughs> it's a bummer. It's a very humbling experience to do that. And it was fun. Obviously I'm, I'm pumped. I wish I did more of it, but to your point about soccer players, it is weird. I remember playing indoor uh, at ESPN. ESPN would have a league, right? And we, yeah. we had a couple of guys, none of us really ever played. We just kind of like sports wanted to run around and we're competitive. Um, this was in my younger days too. And there'd be like, dude, no offense. I got my body shame or anything, but there would be like legitimate fat dudes who were we nasty. We're going to use that for it. I'm sorry. What do we, what do we use? Overweight, thick. 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 Okay. Meaty. Sorry. Juicy. Yeah. Okay. They were like legitimate Husky. thick, thick dude, like guys with guts, like a gut. A gut. Who okay. were nasty at indoor soccer, like nasty really? at indoor soccer. Yep. And they were in better cardio shape than I was. So this is why, again, like, I used the F word, like wrong. That pro- that guy, even though he had a gut and was fat, which I'm sorry, I won't say it again. Um, he's probably in better shape than me and I'm not fat. Van Pelt used to always call it skinny fat. He was so yeah. right. Because Van Pelt's skinny too, but it doesn't mean you're in good shape. Um, so that's basically me. So that's that was my weekend. Good times. Okay, so you played, you didn't play a full game though. You played like 3v3. We so played I, for a couple was, hours though. I mean, we, we were this consistent cardio running movement for probably at least two, two, two and a half hours. But I was going to ask if you won the game. Was there like a winner determined at we the did. end? Okay, did you? so you won, good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me and my buddy Shane, shout out to Shane. We did a little 2v2 with a small goal in like this little confined area and, you know, passing back and forth, one, two, some good touches and stuff like that. And yeah, we won, we won two, one, cause that's how bad it was. Nice. <laughs> that's how out of breath we were too, but it's actually really hard to score when there's less people. And it's so small because, you know, you can just block the goal every second. So you got to kind of dribble your way in there. So uh, it was a ton of fun, but it brought me back to when I was a kid, Michelle, I used to legitimately with my friends who, who I played with, by the way, these are the same guys for the most part, we used to play pickup hoops for like five hours straight, like multiple times a week. At least once a week, we go to the park and we play pickup hoops for five hours, sometimes more. In fact, I remember vividly, we'd, we'd all describe it as one of the best days of our life. Um, our senior year of high school, you know how you, the school, you do like a field trip thing. You go to a place with like a lake and you have food and it's like a, ours was called Holiday Hill. 
you did stuff, right? It was an activity center for a bunch of kids. Is it like that episode of The Office where they go yes. and, they, and they do the games? Yes. On the fire pit? Except like, like Survivor, way more people, way okay. more people. I mean, we had, we, I graduated with like, like 600 or something. So it was, and it was multiple schools. So there's thousands of kids there, thousands. Oh, of so kids. it's like a, is it like field day? Kind of, but like for not, field day, I always remember was like elementary school. We were seniors in high school and it was, there was wow. a pool, there was water, there was unlimited food, there was games, there were prizes. It was this whole Sounds day, fun. right? That you didn't, it was, it was. Um, but my five friends, including myself, the five of us, we played pickup hoops for eight straight hours that day against random kids from other schools. And we ran the court. It was one of the best days of our life. And the idea that, and I'm, I'm saying that as one, a humble brag, what's up? Um, what's up? But also two, I can't believe we used to go to the YMCA and just play pickup hoops for hours on end. And I wouldn't feel dead the next day. I couldn't play another app, another sport. I couldn't participate. I couldn't run around and play soccer again for another week easily after this. It's just a bummer. Like your life comes at you fast. <laughs> All of a sudden I'm, I went from playing, doing things, being athletic to uh, being the old dude who's aching and putting Ben Gay on his thighs. I'm with you. I went to my trainer. So we played on a Sunday. I went to my trainer. We usually meet on Mondays. And I was like, I cannot do this exercise, this exercise <laughs> yep. and this exercise, because I'm pretty sure I tore my, my inner thigh muscle here. And he was like, I'm pretty sure you didn't. It's called doing a sport yep. for the first time in a long time. Um, but you know what I was thinking? How fun would it be if we lived in the same place and we could have a small talk soccer, a soccer team, like oh, be amazing. Get, get some Shelly's and we could play together. Wouldn't that be fun? It would be amazing. See, I'm not a cardio guy. I don't like, I hate running unless there's a purpose. I've always said this. That's one of the reasons that we're trying to get a Peloton up in here so I can get some cardio in because I don't do cardio anymore. But I like playing pickup. That was my workout. I played pickup sports. Like I just never felt like, hey, let, let me run two miles today. Even if it's a banging playlist or a great podcast, like I just can't, I get bored. I can't run. I need there to be an objective. So I would love there to be a league. I would like, I love to play with other people. I'd love to play with you, but uh, I don't know. It's just not realistic. Maybe we can get a FIFA league. We'll get, we'll get a small talk FIFA league going. And that'll be our secondary option. You know, I'm going to go ahead and pass on that one. Everybody <laughs> else Shelly's can join you. I'm going to pass on that one. Well, hit um, me up if you're interested. What's up? What would it take for you to run a half marathon with me? I don't know if I could run a half marathon. I don't. I really don't. You You definitely could. I'm doing number 20 here soon in June. And uh, that gives you 30 other opportunities to run a half marathon with me. 30 other chances. I could do a 5K, which I know isn't that impressive. I'm just saying I I think I could do it. Um, Not not tomorrow, but I would, you know, give me a couple weeks. I train for it. I'd be all right. Not only do I not have any interest in half marathons, not only do I think I would hate it, and not only could I not do it and would have to train for it, the combination of all three of those things, I just are, I'm never going to do it. I'm never going to, and, and I'd be so bored. Finally, I, I just, I get bored. I get, I couldn't just run at one pace for like, what is it? Four hours. How long does it take you? Four hours. I don't know. No, 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 no. If you run a 10 minute mile, it's like a little bit under an hour and a half. What, that's your pace. 10 minutes. It's pretty no, good. Well, usually I'm in between like eight and a half and 10, depending oh, on the better. terrain, depending on the terrain. Um, my goal is to run a half marathon under two hours. I've never done it ever. And one time I was running in Indiana, I think it was like number 15 or 14 or something. And it was raining that day. And I went to plug my headphones into my phone and they didn't work. And so I had, I had no music and it was raining and it was cold. And I was like, F this. So I cruised, I sprinted as much as I could the entire time. And it was, it was actually a really cool race because it was at the speedway where they do the Indy 500. You got to run around the track and then you get to the point where you kiss the bricks. It's a very famous thing that you do at the Mm -hmm. Indy 500. And so people were stopping to kiss the bricks. I stopped, I kissed the bricks because I didn't know what my time was because my phone wasn't working. I, I didn't have any gauge of how long I'd been running. So I get in the final stretch and I can see the finish line. Everyone's on the, the side cheering along. And as I'm running, there's this big commotion, like, I don't know, maybe 40 yards in front of me. And a guy fell down and was seizing and all of these people oh. gathered around him. And so I kind of slowed down and looked to see if I could offer any help. And everyone was like, everyone get out of the way, get out of the way. So I just continued on and sprint across the finish line. I finished the race at two hours and one minute on the dot, on the dot. And I was like, if I didn't stop to kiss those stupid bricks, and if I didn't stop to be a good Samaritan and see if this guy was okay, I would have been under two hours. Man. Was the guy okay? (laughs) I think he, I don't know. He might've died, Steve. He was like, I Googled it when I left. 
to see if I could find anything because I was concerned. There was no information, but he was like unconscious. It looked really bad. I was very Yikes. concerned. So oh, if anything would happen there, please let me know. But um, you can count that as a sub two. No. Yeah. No, you no. can't because you know the variables were weird there. No. It's when you cross the finish line. If I stopped to tie mm. my shoe and I finish at two minutes and 12 seconds, I stopped to tie my shoe. That, that's on me. You can at least tell people that you can no, I'm not do a liar. it because you know you can do it. No, uh, no I, I, I think that's okay. I, until I do it, I have not done it. So I don't know that I can do it. This is classic, Michelle. You would have ran under two. Just, just settle it. Take it. You're fine. No, no. Are you kidding? I so, did All right. So what happens next time? You're going to not, are you, do you not use uh, headphones anymore? No, are you kidding? Of course I do. I well, it motivated you. You ran your best race ever without them. I would probably kill myself. That would be a horrible experience. That would be, that's literally my nightmare. Yeah, it was um, awful. I hated everything. What did you think about? Did you count? What would you play? I spy? Like, what would you even do? I was just so bored. <laughs> did I play I spy while <laughs> just I was running around pointing at things? Who am I talking with to? yourself? I, I spy with my little eyes, something black. I don't know. Is somebody running next to you? I don't know. I don't know. Do you guys, do people run in groups? I don't know. Is that how it works? Do you have a, a running partner that you guys are with the entire time? How does it go down? Okay. So that one, I did not have a running partner. That one, I had to play mental games. So what I do, I think I might've shared this before is I'll look at someone running ahead of me who I think I can beat. And I'll be like, I can beat that person. And oh, so you, okay. So you, you, you sit there and you judge and you go, mm, I'll run until I'm, I'm better that than that person. person. I'm more athletic than that person. Once I surpass that person, I go into the next and the next. And the wow. Next. And the worst is when you pass somebody and in your mind, you're like, yeah, I passed her or whatever. And then you stop Sucks. and get water <laughs> and then you look up and they passed you like they passed you again. And you're like, damn it. And you start all over again. Oh my God. Okay. Okay. But I ha okay. So now that we're sharing how unathletic we are, I'm running a half marathon soon and uh, I'm doing it with some of my friends from college. So two of my guy friends, shout out Dan, shout out Matt are doing a, a triathlon and they're Ugh. doing they're doing it in August and running a half marathon is one third of the mm -hmm. try. And so they have isn't like swimming the other one's like swimming a quarter of a mile, which by the way, swimming a quarter of a mile is fucking insane. It's so hard. They were talking about how swimming is the diff most difficult. Oh part. easily. I mean and the oh, they're all hard, but swimming is you don't even think that's a lot, but swimming a quarter of a mile is absolutely wild for just a regular person. Okay, so this is not the bike ones. I think what twenty miles or something. Uh, yeah. the bike, not great, but I feel like you know. All right, I would. It's not the worst. Oh, oh, maybe it's an Ironman that they're doing. Hang that on. sounds more like it. Let's see. It's a half Ironman, so they're running thirteen point one miles. They bike fifty six miles, wow. and they swim one point two miles. How long is that supposed to take? To say, uh, who knows? I, I mean, mean, like a day. No, it's less than a day, but it is a long time. They have to buy these shirts that have pockets for them to keep snacks and yep. energy bars and stuff in there because they have to get some sustenance as they're going. But so Dan and Matt reach out to me and they're like, we're, we're doing this half Ironman or whatever. You know, we want to run with you. Pick a state and that you haven't done and we're going to do it together. And I'm like, great. And then my friend Liz jumped on and, and she's like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go too. let's all do it together. And we're like, awesome. So for the past few months, we're on this group chat together and they're sending their regiment. They're sending what they're eating every day. I'm getting shirtless selfies where these guys mm. have insane abs. They've got the V going on. Um, they're only Jelly. protein and all of this stuff. So I have not worked out. They will send updates and I'll be like, yep, I'm at a low country boil drinking a Bud Light. Congrats on your seven <laughs> miles today. I am going to suck ass when I do this. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to do my first run. We'll see where we are. It's going to be a, a good barometer of how bad I'm going to be in this half marathon. So I send it to them. I think my time was like nine, nine minutes and like 15 seconds per mile. I ran six miles. They're like, way to go. We're so proud of you. Both the guys were like, we're going to do that same run today. They go out. I think one ran seven minutes, 30 seconds. And I think the other one was like 722. And so I was like, okay, okay, that is just, I could train for years and my body would never allow me to run that fast. So I'm just going to go ahead and let you guys pass me and I'll meet you afterwards for brunch. <laughs> That's the most important part. Uh, yeah. What I'm not that that makes me think too. Do you remember what your most what your fastest mile was? Ever? Yeah, mine I think was probably high school. Had to be high school. 
when you run the mile and stuff and you gotta do those tests did you guys do those no remember you didn't do the physical gym. tests remember i didn't take gym yeah but no this was like a kinetic state of kinetic thing there was like an athletic test thing where you you know you had to do the track thing there was a couple of different things you had to do and so that's the only reason that we would time and run our mile and i'm i ran i believe i think my best was six and six and six in the 15 six fifteen ish just over six but i was also small i was working you know i was playing sports i wasn't like a runner quote unquote it's like my golf game i played golf in high school i was pretty good and now it's just like i'm terrible now i peaked physically and athletically in high school for sure yeah well either way we're both struggling because i'm going to suck in this half marathon i'm not even i almost kind of don't even want to run other than that because whatever i do now it's like four weeks away i'm not going to be good What's the one where you drink while you do it? Is that the... The beer mile? Maybe. Isn't the Tough Mudder you get, you drink? No, oh. I forget. My buddy wanted to do a Tough Mudder one time. I was like, why? Do I look like the kind of person that would do a Tough Mudder? Do I look like that? No. What are we doing? Come on. No. Who do you think would be least likely to do a Tough Mudder? Me or you? Me. I could see you no. doing a Tough Mudder. Yeah. Are you kidding? Mm-hmm. No way. Mm-hmm. I would I never see you do doing that. that. Yep. Never. Do it for the gram. I could see it. Do it for the gram. How about do it so I don't have to shower afterwards? No, thanks. No, that I'm not There's interested in getting muddy and ruining too. a pair of shoes to, yeah, no, pass. Nothing, nothing. Um, while you're playing soccer and being athletic, I'm over here not being athletic and I'm getting ready to go out of town, Steve, for the first Ooh. time in a long time. First time, long time. I'm so excited. I started packing last night. And I forgot how to pack for a trip. I'm normally a very efficient packer. I like to know all the events that we're going to be doing or all the activities so that I can pack a coordinating outfit. I don't like to bring more than I need. I like to have a small carry-on, maybe a backpack. I just don't like a lot of stuff, right? And I don't want to have to think about what I'm going to wear. I want to know we're going to dinner here. This is my dinner outfit for Thursday night. Boom, done. I forgot A, how to pack. And B, I don't know what's cool anymore. I'm going to New York City and I'm texting my friends. I'm like, what's everybody in the city wearing? Because normally when you go to New York City, you turn it out. And they're like, mm-hmm. well, everyone's kind of casual now. I'm like, okay, but what does that mean? Like, what's this, ca- what's this casual mean? And it just feels like I haven't been social or been out in so long that I have no idea what to wear on a trip. Uh, very relatable for me because one, I'm a terrible packer when it comes to trips. Also, first off, Excited for you to go on a trip in the first place. This is what, Vax, what does we call it? Vax Girl Summer? What was it? Shot Girl Summer. Shot Girl Summer. Yeah, there you go. Well, that sounds much better than Vax Girl Summer. Um, <laughs> you should also be Vax though. What's up? Um, I am. Uh, so when we went up to Burlington, we were there for, I don't know, a long weekend, like four days, I think. And yeah. I think in my mind, what's every possible climate scenario? And I pack for that. And I wear like a 10th of what I actually bring. It's stupid. I wear like the same three shirts. Yeah. Uh, so I'm a terrible packer. I'm a notoriously terrible packer because I'm like, well, what if, what if it rains one day? Or what if we do this one day? Or what if we're, I don't know. What if I want to go whitewater rafting? I guess I'll bring my shorts and my water shoes. I don't know. I'll pack shit that I actually don't even need. And it's a disaster. My bag ends up being massive and it's stupid. You own water shoes. I do own water shoes. Yep. Okay. I do. The only reason I own them, I bought them for like five bucks on Amazon years ago for my master party when we actually did go whitewater rafting. Cause you oh, need yeah. them. Um, and then now they're just in the house and I don't wear them and I don't wear them except when I'm like, eh, maybe am I gonna need my water shoes this weekend? I don't know. Maybe. What if it's super rainy? I don't know. But I, I will say, I also relate to your, I don't know what's cool thing. I feel like I wear a jean jacket and uh, with a hoodie under it almost every time I go out now. That's my go-to outfit with like a pair of skinny jeans. But that's cool. It's the only play I have, Michelle. I don't have another play. See, these Gen Zers are trying to say that skinny jeans are out and I am not having it. I'm not having it for one second. And you know what? Side rant. They think the baggy jeans from like no Jinko's coming back. Not so far Jinko, but all they do is these stupid TikToks where they're ripping millennials (laughs) saying, "Oh, what's the word that they're using again?" I sent it to you. Hold on. Oh, I gotta find it. Like, what is this? I was like, "Ah, what? I thought it was a person. Am I supposed to know this person? You're like, no, it's a thing. It's a Gen Z thing. I gotta find it. It's gonna drive me nuts until I do. I don't understand. Jeans. Chuggy. It's called Chuggy. Yes. Chuggy. They're calling millennials Chuggy. And basically it's all the things that a lot of, you know, millennial women have worn. They're doing these TikToks mocking them. And I'm like, you know what? First of all, we went through the baggy jeans phase. Okay. And we, we evolved past it because we looked 
bigger. Stupid. It doesn't look good. And by the way, Gen Z, you're doing all these TikToks now, you're doing these dances and you think you look great. Take it from us. Take it from the original Facebook generation that uploaded 85 pictures of us at a frat party. You're going to regret that. You're going to regret all the things that you're putting on the internet now. So maybe instead of ripping millennials, take a page out of our book. Okay. Ask us for advice. Be like, Hey, these baggy jeans, you guys went through this. What do you think? And we'll be like, there's a reason that we morphed into skinny jeans, okay? But Michelle, that is part of Chewy. growing up and be, you're right. I'd be pissed too, but that's part of growing up and being stupid, a stupid young person is that you don't want to listen to anyone's advice. Think about, I didn't listen to my parents about sh about anything. You just got to figure shit out for yourself. Oh, I got to figure out the baggy jeans look terrible on me. So, but again, this all comes around fashion. This is why you should never throw away your clothes. Cause at the end of the day, like in 20 years, the stuff that you're still, that you were wearing then is probably going to come back in and all my baggy jeans I was wearing in high school and college that made me look like an idiot. Cause I was wearing larges and I'm probably like an extra small. Uh, it made no sense. Then, you know, you find style and you're like, oh, okay. Now I found some form fitting clothes. And you start to look better about yourself, but it's all about rebelling, right? They don't want to look like, they don't want to look like the younger generations. They want to look like their own generation. So to them, baggy stuff is totally, that's so foreign to them. They don't even know what that is. So I get what you're saying. Like it's great advice from you, but that's part of growing up is, is kids don't listen to older people. Just what it is. Also, there's the word chuggy. Sounds it sounds so gross. It's a good word. If you're talking about something that's gross, it's a good word. Is it short for something? Right. No, like, somebody just here. Let me pull the article. It, so it's like fetch. Somebody just straight up. up made it up. Yes. So this girl in LA, she says, "Okay, TikTok. I have a new word for you that my friends and I use that you're clearly all in need of." And she says, "These are the type of people who get married at 20 years old or have millennial girl boss energy." She says, <laughs> "What do we call this kind of person?" <laughs> the word, my friend, is chuggy. It's not quite basic. It's not quite uncool. It's not embarrassing or always negative. Chuggy can be used broadly to describe someone who is out of date or trying too hard. And while a lot of chuggy things are associated with millennial women, the term can be applied to anyone of any gender and any age. Here are some examples. Okay. The hype house, golden goose sneakers, anything associated with barstool sports, hmm. Gucci belts with the large double G logo, being really into sneaker culture, mm -hmm. Ray Dunn pottery and anything Chevron. This is from the New York times. Hold on. I'm kind of with these get with these people. I'm kind of with the TikTok people. I don't like half of those things. Yeah. Golden goose sneakers are like $500. Sneaker culture in general. We've talked about this. I don't get it. Oh, cool. Yeah. You bought these weird, colorful sneakers that look ugly on your feet and you've somehow spent $300 on them. Am I supposed to be impressed by that? Um, I'm kind of, is it weird that I'm on their side on this? I mean, you know, barstool, you know, I could, I could, you can take it or leave some of it. I like some of it. I don't really care for the rest of it, but you know, I get that. What else? I don't really know much about Gucci belts. Do you want to know what's unchuggy according to these cool kids? baggy jeans thrifting making your own Ugh. clothes handmade products levi's jeans birkenstocks home decor not found at target which i'm down with i don't i don't like every house looking you know how i feel about signs that have words on them yes thrifting is cool and eco-friendly making your own clothes also very original and unique i'm down with that but like birkenstocks making your own clothes is, is actually kind of lame though no, it's not. I think it's very cool. It kind of is lame. At least what I've seen of it on TikTok, because it ends up being like, oh, here's some oversized shirt that you turned into something else. And it looks like you kind of look homeless, though. So yes, you're thrifting, but you look like a homeless person. So what do you want me to do? Right, but it's self-expression and it's one of one. If you make it yourself, it's one of one. Cool, I guess. I don't know. I like this hoodie I'm wearing. It's. It, I'm sure other dudes have this hoodie, but I still want this hoodie. It's comfortable on me. So I guess whatever floats your boat, but you know, I don't want to make this hoodie. This is a hoodie I want to buy. <laughs> Um, I can't really tell. What's your neck collar situation looking like there? Is it it's like a It's like a cowl neck kind of thing. It's cool. I like that. Yeah. No, it's dope. It's like I a, do like that here. hoodie on you. Hold on. <laughs> okay. Well, now you look like you're on the Bob Flood team. <laughs> Mostly like a workout hoodie. Um, it's you Legends. I'm sh shout out to Legends. They're not. I'm not. They don't pay me anything, but they are dope. I like the stuff. Uh, you, you just put the hood on. You looked like a bobsledder that was going to put their helmet on and feel the. It is tight. It's very tight. It's aerodynamic. I've embraced sort of the tight clothing style because I'm, you know, no, not not bragging because I just called myself skinny fat, but I am thin. So like skinny jeans to me are actually more like a slim fit. They're not as skinny as they should be because I have very skinny legs. Um, so all my clothes are kind of thin. 
But uh, anyway, getting back to the, the chuggy thr- and thrifting. I know this is not okay for me to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. Oh, I'm nervous. Uh, thrifting weirds me out. I don't want to wear other people's clothes. I don't. Sorry. What? Mm, sorry. Nope. Even like high end. I'm, just, I'm talking about high end stuff. I'm just not interested. I'd be more likely to buy nice clothes that I keep for a long time, but I'm not really interested in, you know, I'll sell stuff on Poshmark, but I'm not really buying stuff on Poshmark. I know I'm in the minority there too. Yeah. I love this gets back to last week's episode. But you know, what if, what's the difference? Like if someone gave you someone, you know, gave you clothes that I I know who wore it and I, yeah, you're going to wash your clothes. Yeah. But washing doesn't fix all the things. I don't know. And I also feel like, I don't know. I'm a grown ass man. I can buy my own clothes. I don't feel like I'm wasteful. Like I'm not one of those people that, you know, Oh, J crew's having a sale 60% off, which by the way, is every fucking day at J crew. Let's let me buy nine different t-shirts and five different pairs of shorts and all the socks and the underwear. I don't do that either. So I feel like I'm in the middle of this where I buy stuff that I like and I keep it for a long time. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Right. I'm not being wasteful. Cause I understand the wasteful culture. Like I totally get that. The J crew factory stuff is, is fucking absurd. It's, it's absurd. You buy one shirt, you wear it once it shrinks, it changes, it gets misshapen. It's crap. This is coming from someone who as, as Will Kane once called me mall Rudy, cause he thinks I wore J crew too much, which I didn't. He but called you mall Rudy. He called me mall Rudy. It was probably the biggest insult I've ever had. I've ever been dealt in my life. Called me mall wow. Rudy. And I was bummed about it. Wait, I was real that bummed is about it. Such a personal attack. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Will's the one wearing Levi's jeans and J. Crew button down. So, like, come on, dude, come at me, bro. But he's got cowboy boots on sometimes. He does, which I would argue is not better. It's different, but it's not better. I am so offended for you that you were called Mall Rudy. It was very hurtful. But I could see it though. I mean, you did wear a lot of J. Crew. I did at that time. I did. I know, but that was the thing, and it's not. You know, it, it still kind of is now, but. But the kids, uh, I bet, think J. Crew is chooky. Oh, definitely. The J. Crew is definitely not in for sure. If it with the use, anyone like what, probably twenty or younger. Can I tell you some more chooky things that people yeah, appreciate? Go ahead. Okay, so there is there's an Instagram account called Chug Life that's referenced okay. in the New York Times. If you put these are captions on Instagram that are chooky. <laughs> 20 fun for your 21st birthday. I again, I side with the gen, they're Gen Z's, right? Gen Z. Yeah, yeah, I side with the Gen Z's. I do too. I'm feeling 22 on your 22nd birthday. Yep. Yep. Wow. So let me really quickly. So Drake is probably really cute. Thank you. Next is the next one. Totally. Life's a beach. So basically, any stupid Instagram caption that is given to you by Ariana Grande or Drake is terrible or Taylor Swift. I like this one. I did a thing after you dye or cut your hair. I did a thing. Yep. Yep. Are you guilty of that? I am guilty of that. Oh, you are. I'm pretty sure I am. Hold on. Let me bring it up just to make sure. I'm pretty sure that when I posted about me getting married with a picture of my wife, I just said, something's happened. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was the caption. Let me something's happened. That's what yeah. you wrote. Here it is. Yeah. Some more things happened because I, I, had, I had done it before. Yikes. Wow. So, okay. I guess I'm shooting in that You're way. Choosy. But I do agree with a lot of those. They're terrible captions that I would never use. Okay, wait, here's another one. Chugi is getting married at 24 and having his and hers bath towels and that font. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Anything, uh, was it, is it uh, anagram, right? Monogram. Monogram. What is anagram? Uh, I know a palindrome is when a word spelled the same way forwards and backwards. Okay, we're just throwing words out now. Do Let's you know, go. Did you know that Hannah is a palindrome? <laughs> a palindrome I did, Hannah. actually, yeah. Okay, and so anagram- is Tenet, great movie. Oh, no, it's not. I never saw it, but I'm not. An anagram is a word or phrase formed by rearranging the letters of a different word. Okay. Okay. Yep. All right. So yeah, if you're monogramming anything, big problem for sure. Big problem. Okay. So my mom is a big, she'll put C's on everything. It's like, Ange, come on, what are we doing? But again, she's not, she's not Gen Z. I'm on the anagram train here. So dormitory can turn into dirty room, which is an anagram. Mm -hmm. That's actually kind of cool. Snooze alarms can re- be rearranged into, alas, no more Z's. And that's an anagram. Sure. Crazy stuff. Wild. Um, okay. So speaking of chuggy and speaking of things that people don't like, we did the hater episode oh, last yeah. week where we aired out some things that we didn't like. And we asked people to submit their things that they hate, their own personal hater things to be included in the episode to us. And we have some that I know you're going to read in a second, but we got a very, and I mean, very impassioned email mm-hmm. to smalltalkpod.com. And if anyone ever wants to reach out to us, feel free to send it over to smalltalkpod.com. And we need to address this, Steve, and it's personally directed at you. Yep. Um, and I would just, I would like to read it from our Shelly here. 
and uh, then just let you take the floor. This is from our friend, Matt, and it's a long email. So I'm going to just read it. And at any point, throw your hand up and say, I, I would like to speak. Really quickly. And it's shockingly not about Tupac. That's what I thought I would get the most shit for. And this is not about Tupac. It but I'm not, not surprised that this is what it's about, because this is why I called these people out and this group out. So here we go. Ready? You did get a tweet being like the Tupac thing was harsh. I did. Because I, I, I was added on that Fully one. acknowledge that it was, because I know I'm in the minority here. I actually accept that. I know I'm probably wrong on that. It's just how I feel. This one, which we're the email we're about to read, this proves that I'm actually right. So go ahead. Okay, so just say stop when you would like to address any part of this email, okay? okay? So this is again from Matt. What up, the Matt? message says, longtime listener since the Rosillo and Canel days, first time emailer messenger. With regard to the hater episode, please know I understand the point of the episode and the fun loving nature of the purpose of that podcast. But after listening, I did feel it was necessary to make one comment. On Sarodi's list was the Dave Matthews band. There it is. It's, <laughs> it's perfectly understandable for someone to simply not like a band or perform with music. Although Tupac opinion, that was a bit of a hot take. Mm -hmm. It's also perfectly understandable to develop a sincere hate or dislike for a band or type of music due to a roommate or friend or family obsessively playing it. I get that. What I don't get is why every person who says they despise the Dave Matthews band nearly always immediately hates on the people who like the Dave Matthews band. Hell, I'm married to one of those people. Every single person I have ever met who hates Dave Matthews band has admitted to me that at least half of their dislike is related to the band's fans. So Rudy's comments are exactly in line with the same rhetoric. The reality is his opinion and that of most others with respect to the band's fans is completely and totally baseless. Well, stop right there really quickly. Okay. okay. <laughs> My opinion is baseless. I know that I am stereotyping the group of Dave Matthews band fans, yes. but there's a reason that that exists. It's because there's a lot of truth behind that too. There's a lot of truth. Like I mentioned the cargo shorts thing, right? And that's just the way it is. So I feel like this is just an upset Dave Matthews band fan who's mad about why people put him in a box when, yeah, he may not be exactly what I described, but that is really what a lot of their fans are actually like. So anyway, continue. Okay. Okay. Glad you got your opinion there. For one thing, literally every other popular band has tool bag fans. Totally agree. Totally agree. But those folks make a very small minority of Dave Matthews mm. fans today. The vast majority of the band's fans love all of the music or at least all of the first five to six studio albums. Dave Matthews Bands is one of the best live acts and best selling live acts worldwide since the early 1990s. The reason for this isn't simply that the concerts are fun, which they certainly are. The actual reason is that they are an outstanding live band and have great music. The concerts are certainly fun, but the true reason for this is the show's not just some parking lot party. Why don't you go to a show and see for yourself what actually goes on at the shows and what type of people go to the shows? And people who go aren't wearing cargo shorts. They are normal people, most of which are in their 30s and 40s these days. In any event, Saruti works with Rosillo now. And what I'm going to leave Saruti with is this. Ask Rosillo about this. About four or five months ago, Rosillo had a life advice question on this exact topic parentheses, seriously. And Rosillo's response was absolutely perfect. My suggestion to you is to give Rosillo's life advice response a listen. If you truly don't like the music, that's perfectly fine. But please stop with the hate on its entire fan base and the people who go to its shows simply because your college roommate annoyed you and you probably didn't like the kids at your high school who are really into the band. The end. Okay. Lot to dive into there. First off, Matt, Great totally email. respect. This is what I said, and we said at the onset of the hater episode last week, is this is not a personal attack on you if you like this particular thing that we're going to be hating on, but it's just how we feel. And yes, a lot of my disdain for Dave Matthews Band comes from college roommate who was obsessed with it, and then also the perception of what Dave Matthews Band fans are, which is, as I mentioned, the cargo short thing and, you know, just looking to get wild, taking a couple risks on a weeknight, you know, having a good time with your friends when, you know, it's, it's like dipping your toe in the danger water. I feel like Dave Matthews band fans, they're not really wild, but they want an excuse to get wild. And Dave is that excuse. 
And I don't like that type of lifestyle. I like but that. It's, it's wild, like, hey, but like mellow wild. It's not well, like it's more like, hey, I want to have a bunch of Bud Lights and get high and get contact high by a bunch of dudes smoking weed at this totally. concert that I don't know who are probably, again, wearing cargo shorts. Um, ironically enough, Michelle and I did listen back to the Rosillo segment, most of that Rosillo segment. And he brought up the fact that a lot of them do wear cargo shorts. So I think he said khaki. I think he said, or, I'm sorry, khaki shorts. Yeah. Khaki, yeah. Well, khaki shorts, cargo shorts, you know, I mean, you know. well, you can wear preppy khaki shorts. You don't have to wear It's cargos. true. It's true. You know? But it's still, J. you know, Crew, the apple doesn't I'm sure fall. has some colored chinos in the mix. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree is all I'm trying to say. <laughs> um, I'm not trying to offend you specifically. Okay. This isn't like a, Hey, let me attack Matt. Let me attack all these fans. But my problem with Dave Matthews Band is you said that a lot of the fans that go to the concerts like the music or love the music. I would actually push back on that. I think Dave Matthews Band has become a thing where it's like, I don't really listen to Dave, but I'm going to go to a Dave concert because of what the perception of Dave's concert is, which is what I just described. People getting weird, probably, you know, either young 20s or maybe like young, uh, you know, young parents who want to get a night away and get a little bit weird and get kind of, you know, get kind of funky, smoke some weed, have a good time. That's kind of my perception of what Dave Matthews Band fans are and what concerts are, right or wrong. For example, I know a lot of these people. My sister and her boyfriend, who I love obviously very, very much, are big Dave Matthews Band people. They go to a concert in Hartford every single summer. I have friends that do the same thing. And I it's not like I'm it's not like I wouldn't say this. I've said this to my sister's face. It's just a joke. It is what it is. And I know that my sister's not a huge Dave Matthews band fan. She just likes going to the concert because she likes the vibe and it's a little bit weird. And it's a little bit fun. And that's my problem is that I'm, a little, and I'm, I'm admitting this fully. You can judge me. I don't care. I know it's a character flaw. I am a little bit of a music snob. And when I say a little bit, I am a music snob. And it annoys me that the Dave Matthews band concerts, I think are filled with people who actually don't give a shit about Dave Matthews band. They just want to have a good time. Ooh, okay. So I'm going to push back on you on a couple of things. I'm going to assume the Matt role here. Okay. As somebody that loves Dave and who has been to several Dave concerts, the music is great. Okay. Maybe you listened to Ants Marching on repeat or the space between a few too many times when you didn't want to in college, but if you didn't get oversaturated with it and you just heard a Dave Matthews song, if you just heard crash organically at some point in your life, you would say that's a good song. You can't say that well, those songs are not good songs. I rarely ever don't respect musicians who create their own music. Yeah, I, I will rarely ever be like that sucked, you know, because even if it's not for me, it is really hard to make music, especially music that people like. And I understand that they are very, very successful. It's not for me. I think it, I think Dave Matthews Band is pretty it's cutting too close to ska for me. It just has that weird what? vibe like with saxophones. Okay. And you keep bam, saying bam, bam, it's you know? weird. Like what is weird about it? We're talking about a lot of acoustic guitars. It's sing along songs. It's earthy, crunchy to me. It's just <laughs> And I, oh it's just God. not my kind of musical vibe. It just isn't, you know? And I'm kind of surprised that you like it too, Michelle, because again, this is a full, fully acknowledging me. I'm being snobby here. I just think their music is kind of basic. The guy who likes Taylor Swift is saying that Dave Matthews. Okay. Band. Okay. Da let me Taylor Swift and Dave Matthews are totally different things. To totally different things. I think basic. Why? Because it has a broad audience that likes it. Yeah. But I think Taylor is more pop. Dave's not really pop. No, but Dave Matthews bands, the construction of the songs and the construction of the band, it's very intricate. And I think what makes oh, it is really cool is that when you go to Dave shows, you never know what you're going to get. It's very Forrest Gump. It's very life is like a box of chocolates because sometimes you go and they're going to play all the hits and you're going to, I've seen Dave several times and you're going to get exactly what you wanted out of a Dave show. A mm -hmm. lot of other times they're going to go off on all of these solos and they're going to riff and it's going to be from one song to the next. And it's going to end up being a really long night. And you can't do stuff like that and have continued success if you're not really talented. And if it's not entertaining. Never said they weren't talented. No, I know. I but, would never say that. Yep. But I think that for, for any musician that's going to have any sort of commercial success, you have to package a song a certain way. And I think for Dave, what's cool is that they've packaged the song for you to consume commercially. And then when you go to the show, you get a completely unique experience. It's yeah, but every, every time. Yeah, but every a lot of people do that. That's not unique to Dave. If I was to go to, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a hypothetical concert. If you go to a concert, there's a good chance that that person's either covering songs or changing their own songs or freshing it up every single time because they know they can't just play their out. I mean, unless they're very new um, or they're so established, it doesn't matter. They can't just play their album front to back. They have to bring something else to the table. So that's not unique to Dave Matthews Band. They may be good at it. I'm not saying they're not talented or good at it. This goes back to my problem being, I just don't feel like, 
the people that are at Dave Matthews Band's concert, I think a vast majority of them are not there because they love Dave Matthews Band. They like the idea of Dave Matthews Band. And that's that to me, again, as a music snob, fully saying that it is my problem, but that's why it was on my hater list. That just annoys me. It does. And I'm sorry. And I do think there is a pretty pretty good you could profile pretty much who is going to be at a Dave Matthews concert you could draw the the group of the five or so different people male or female that are going to be at a Dave Matthews band concert and again that's fine but can it's just not for me band or artist uh you can do it for a lot but I do okay. think Dave and, and and we were talking about this too Michelle by the way before because everyone's like oh Dave Matthews fans get so much hate I was talking about this when we were talking about Nickelback months ago because Nickelback are by and I'm not even a Nickelback fan but I'm like why do people hate Nickelback so much they're more to me than Dave as the band that everyone's like oh if you're a Nickelback fan what a loser that guy is you know what I mean so I don't even think Dave gets that much hate compared to a band like Nickelback no, Dave does not get as much hate. And I would say Dave is obviously more musically talented than Nickelback. I would acknowledge that. But there's definitely a stereotype about John Mayer. And I love John Mayer. I totally understand that. But I accept that that's part of being a fan of that person. And I don't get offended by it. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised you hate Dave because John Mayer is like Dave Matthews. They're not even, they're, in a they're, lot of ways. they're not. They're not. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's very similar. Dave is a jam guys. band. It's, John Mayer joined like a Grateful Dead. He is. A, yeah, but he that's not what John guy. Mayer. Yeah, but John Mayer has a lot of range. John Mayer does blues. He does pop. He does jam. He does. He was in a Dave Chappelle episode. John Mayer has range. Does Dave, uh, ex- does, excuse me, Dave Matthews, actor. He's been in a lot in, of films. What was he in? He was in uh, like an Adam Sandler movie, wasn't he? Yes, doesn't, he does was, that even yes, count? That's was. like calling LeBron an actor because he was in that movie uh, with Amy Schumer. Or I mean, you just said he was in one Dave Chappelle episode. Yeah, but I don't know. Like well, he was actually a really was inter- he was actually a really integral and funny part of that Chappelle episode. Was Dave a big part of that Adam Excuse Sandler movie? Me. I don't remember. Uh, he was in. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. He was in the Sick. other side. He was in Just Go with It. He played Nicole Kidman's husband. Oh, and by the way, he guest starred in the Fox medical drama series House. Okay, so he was in House. Okay, he was in House. He's done okay. drama. He's done. Man, I'll give you a little more credit that I did done not television. know. Television. He's done music. I mean, Dave. You want to talk about range? Dave has got some range. Well, those are all white people shows. So, I, what, how is that range? He's, he is who he is. I know who he makes music for. I know what his vibe is. I don't think there's much range there. He's just very good at what he does and very good at his circle. John Mayer is the same thing. Uh, see, I don't know. John Mayer has collaborated with Kanye. He's been in the Dave Chappelle. As I said, he's been with Dave Chappelle. I think you're not giving John enough credit for his range. Plus, he makes many different genres of music, which I'm not sure. I'm not a Dave music expert, but I'm not sure he has the range that John does. But again, this all goes back to me saying, I know that there are stereotypes about John Mayer, and I don't care. I still like John Mayer. I don't get offended when someone says, oh, John Mayer. Well, cool. Write another stupid love song in the same way that you stereotype Taylor Swift, because that's all she does. Right. It's what people do. do I, I don't know why people get offended by it. And here's the thing to our guy, Matt, like what you like, who cares what I think about this? Like what you like. Matt is saying that it's not fair to dislike Dave as a musical artist because a lot of the people at the shows may wear khakis and flip-flops and may be obsessive. That it's not fair to rip on the artist or the band because of the of some sort of subset of the fan base. I, I believe, Matt. I hope I'm not speaking for you. No, I think that's, that's I think you I'm have saying. that right. I think that's what he's saying. And yeah, unfortunately- if you don't like him, don't like him. Unfortunately, like, like you are fair. part of the company you keep, right? That's kind of part of the deal. Those are some of the people that you attract. Again, I would never discredit him as not being great musically because I know he is and I know they are. Okay, it's, just, I, it's just not for me and their fans annoy me. And I think- for the most part, I don't think you go to a John Mayer concert or I don't think you go to a, what are some, some of your favorite concerts that you've gone to? Do you feel like when you go to a Beyonce concert, those are like hardcore Beyonce fans. It's not just people looking to have a wild time. And that's what I kind of feel like Dave is. But also Beyonce was like, it's a wide range of people, right? It's, it's women like me. It's yep. young girls and their moms. It's guy, guys that are there. I mean, she has obviously mass appeal, but Beyonce is going to give you the same show to the minute and to the move every time. Well, it's time. very, because it's choreographed and scripted. Exactly. I get that. There's no but, vibe. Yep, I get that. But it's amazing. I've been, I've seen Beyonce before, obviously, and she was stunning, but she's not interacting with the crowd. She's not giving you that personal vibe i mean she'll say some things but it's probably the same thing every time whereas dave i mean when i saw dave here he was like i'm gonna ride my bike down to that arch man you know i mean he's just like interacting with the crowd and doing his thing okay question for you what do you think is the most annoying fan base in sports it changes a lot this is actually it's a really good question because i get caught up in that 
I'll root against teams more because of their fan bases than the team themselves. Like right now, I really don't like Chelsea in European soccer because I think their fans are really annoying, even though Christian Pulis like plays for them because their fans are really annoying right now. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to like of an American sport, like Patriot fans here in the Northeast. I actually like Tom Brady a lot and I think he's awesome. And I'm kind of pumped he's not on the Patriots anymore because Patriot fans were super annoying about their team. Super same thing with, but I think it's regional too. Like I, I felt the same way about Celtics fans, although I didn't really feel that way about any of the New York teams, probably because they weren't that good. They have right. been that good for the last couple of years, but I'm sure you feel the same way about, you know, some of the teams in the Midwest. Like, do you like cup? I'm sure Cubs fans probably annoy you, right? When they came out of the blue and all of a sudden won a world series, right? It's like, cool guys, you haven't done anything in forever. And now no, you're all loud all of a sudden. They don't bother me. They, you know what? They who, who don't you like then? You know who I don't like are Chiefs fans. Chiefs fans are so, many Chiefs fans. Local, so annoying. I feel like they're the type of fans that it's like every tweet is the same where it's like mm, Patrick Mahomes, like this and that. Mm. It's like, and yes, they're a really good team. And yes, Patrick Mahomes is incredible, but it's like those fans, it's just like constantly shoving down your throat, how great they are. But my point being, yes, Patriots fans are insufferable. Like let's compare Patriots fans to Dave Matthews band fans. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you it's, win- it's a great comparison. It is. If you went to a Patriots game and you had a good time, you wouldn't say, I'm not going to go to the game because I don't want to be around Pats fans. You're going to go to the game. You're going to watch the team and you're going to soak in the experience. You're not going to let their fans and how annoying they are deter you from going. Uh, I would disagree with that. I would disagree. Really? And, and actually, I think, th- I think this is a great correlation too. It's, a, it's actually amazing that this was brought up because I think there are a lot of Patriot fans that actually don't give a shit about the Patriots. They just want to be cool. And like, I'm a Patriots fan. Let me get my, let me, I'm going to get my Tom Brady Jersey and like, Hey, name five players, name five Dave Matthews band songs to a guy that's at a Dave Matthews band concert. I guarantee you like half of them couldn't even name five songs. And that bothers me. I bet they could, but how many people are going to go to, I'm trying to think of another band like that okay like i went and saw the black keys and they were incredible live incredible how many people at the black keys do you think could name five black keys i think the black the black keys aren't that they became sort of mainstream later on but i actually think that i think that's a bad choice by you because i do think the black keys are kind of like one of the last great rock bands yeah but how many people went because they love howling for you and that's just a song they like Maybe. Uh, I think there are like some the of them, but I don't think it's as many as there are at a Dave Matthews Band concert. I don't. Because that a Black East concert isn't an event. It's not an event. It's a concert where people who are fans of the band go to listen to their music. Dave, it's, Dave sometimes is, it's not even about the music. It's about the vibe, as I said. And again, it's the same thing with the Patriots. It's where it's like, I want to be a past fan because I live in New England and I want to feel cool. Okay, well, you have made your point. And thank no, you I th- for the email. I'm not saying that I'm right or my argument isn't full of holes or whatever. It's just how I feel. But I also think, Matt, you shouldn't be concerned with people like me. If you like Dave, who cares? Who cares what a guy like me says? Go out and enjoy Dave. I get bashed for liking John Mayer and I totally understand why. I don't care. I go to John Mayer concerts. I like it. It doesn't matter. Encouraging you to give Dave a shot. Oh, I've given Dave a shot. Trust me. I've heard most of Dave's five or six albums over the course of my life and I've had enough. So thank you. Sorry but just not for me. And that's okay. Again, not everything's going to always be for you. A little fiddle, a little sax. It's going on like the the five minute bridge where it's just a saxophone solo and everyone's just getting high in the background. It's just not for me. It's not for me. So you've never seen Dave live? Because I think that we need to- Nope, I dropped my sister off at a concert and definitely saw what was going on, but I've never actually sat through one. So maybe I'm being a hypocrite. I, I very easily could be, but I feel like I know enough about the Dave scene to know without having to go. But to Matt's point, maybe I'm wrong. Okay, I'm seeing if Dave tore. No, no, no. Hold on, no. I will buy us tickets. I'm not going. You're going. Not going. Okay. No, a, this is a principal thing for me, Michelle. I can't do it. Well, you're in luck because he's only playing <laughs> North Carolina, Georgia, and Florida. Uh. Oh my God, Steve! He's playing in Chicago in August. Come on. He usually comes to Connecticut like once. Um, he, I think he does like back-to-back shows in Connecticut, and it's okay. usually a big thing. People make sure they get babysitters for that weekend because that's the one weekend they can get weird um you keep saying getting weird what do you think people are doing at dave shows i think again i think it's middle-aged younger parents who that's their escape for like a day or two. Oh, steve he closes out the tour two nights mohegan sun uh see here's the thing i wouldn't want to say see dave inside don't you have to see dave outside is not the yeah, point you definitely have to see so oh, yeah mohegan sun's only inside i didn't know if they had an outdoor amphitheater i don't think they do i could be wrong on that though but I, yeah i'm pretty sure it's inside 
I saw Justin Timberlake there. What's up? What's up? You definitely have to see Dave outside and you have to sit in the grass. Yeah, no, the, the Meadows in Hartford, I've seen many a concert there. It's a great vibe. Uh, I saw, what's his name? Chris Stapleton at Woodstock on the grass. It's amazing. If you haven't seen a concert on the grass, you're missing out on life. An outdoor amphitheater is one of the most fun things you could possibly do. How great is a concert in the grass? I love it. I've said this. Uh, the thing I miss the most about quarantine is concert. It's not sporting events. It's going to concerts and it's specifically mm-hmm. going to outdoor concerts. Just not Dave. Sorry. Okay. So I read uh, an email about the hater episode. I know you wanted to read a DM. Yeah, I got a, I got a couple. Uh, want me to just bang through them real quick? Yeah, go for it. All right. So this is actually, for, there's two, but it's from our guy, Adam, who okay. I'll just read his entire DM. Oh, this is the artificial orange flavor is greater than natural orange flavor guy. Oh, okay. Remember him? Well, so that's him, yeah, of course. which he said is probably his hottest take of all time. But he offered up two things. Number one, people who post Mother's Day or Father's Day or birthday posts for parents or grandparents that don't have social media, if they aren't going to see it, then why and who are you posting it for? Just tell them you love them not your entire following. That's an excellent one. I would agree. I typically think that is very strange. Uh, I don't do it. Sometimes I feel bad that I'm not doing it because my mom is on social media. But if I tell my mom happy Mother's Day or happy birthday in person, doesn't that mean way more? Yeah, I would think so. So I I don't know. Sometimes I feel guilty about that, that, but I'm on the same page with you here, Adam. And the second one is, this is actually wild. He said, making a bracket. Don't get me wrong. I love March Madness, but hate making a bracket. It always sucks. And I find myself rooting for teams that I would never root for if I didn't have them winning the actual bracket. That's a weird one. Wait, but I think, isn't that the beauty of the bracket is that you end up cheering for teams that you wouldn't normally have any sort of rooting interest for? Yes. But you know, if you're rooting, if you didn't pick an upset and all of a sudden like a 12 seed is up five with a minute left, typically you'd be rooting for that upset to happen, but if you didn't yeah. have it, then you can't really root for that upset. So it kind of does ruin the, I guess the vibe a little bit, but I don't know. I, I actually kind of disagree with that. I love brackets. I don't even like college basketball and I like brackets. Brackets are one of the best things in sports. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's madness is one of the best things in sports because of the bracket. So I disagree, but I think the first one spot on. Is that hotter than his artificial orange is greater than natural orange take? No, it can't be. That's the hottest. That's hotter than my Tupac take, I think. I've never met anyone that's like, you know what? I really hate brackets. <laughs> yeah, that is that's pretty aggressive. Not good. Anyway, you know, he says you know love the show. Sucks? March Madness. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm gonna zag on? March Madness. Mm. Not great. You know what? The thing you guys Sister all love. Jean. Well, you know how I feel about her. <laughs> That's true. I shouldn't have brought that up. You know what? See, why'd you have to bring that up? <laughs> Damn it. Well, you know, because you ruined my bracket. That's why, Michelle. I'm sorry. I, it's all right. right. I forgive I, you. I deserve that. I'm sorry. Okay. What else did he say? That's hey. it. Those are, those are his two. He just said, big fan. He said, as always, love the show and uh, hope I can come back from what you called an all-time bad take. It is an all-time <laughs> bad take. I'm sorry. That's in the Hall of Fame of bad takes. Another one. I love he it. Did. He doubled down. Shout out he to doubled you, down on bad takes. Respect. Okay, so before we wrap things up, I know that you wanted to talk about something that you're taking a little bit of heat for. Yeah, so I asked you this question and I need your guidance on this because okay. it came up on Rosillo's show earlier this week in Life Advice. Ryan randomly, I don't even know why it necessarily came up, but it had to do with being an adult and having kids. And he was like, Shruti, where are you at with having kids? Kind of thing, like a joke in a way. And I genuinely answered him by saying, I didn't want to be the first of my core group of friends to have a kid. It's not that I, I want to have kids. I'm excited about having kids. I'm 32 years old. I feel like kind of, I'm kind of in that zone, but I've got, there's like a really tight group of five of us. Right. And I don't know. I've always been weird about being the first one of that five to have a kid because I feel like I'm going to stop getting calls to play call of duty. They're going to be like, Oh, Steve's got a kid. We can't really call him to do this. Or we know he's busy. And they're just kind of going to leave me behind. So I know I'm in my own head about it. And that's what Ryan and Kyle both said on life advice. But then I also had a bunch of guys hit me up and be like, dude, it's, that's, that's like the most realest thing I've ever heard you say. It's so true. Like once you have kids, you end up not really hanging out with your friends. You hang out with friends who have other kids and it totally mm-hmm. changes your life. And it's for the better because kids is a ama- kids are amazing and it's great. But that I was spot on essentially in saying that it does change how the things that you enjoy and the people that you hang out with. So is it ridiculous for me to say that I don't want to be the first of my main core group of friends to have a kid? Yes. And I'll tell you why, because eventually all your friends are going to have kids and eventually you're all going to stop playing call of duty and stop playing FIFA. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be going to the park with your kids on like Saturday morning. And 
I think that you shouldn't dictate what you want to do with your life based on your friends' timelines. I think that you and your wife should determine when you feel ready and when you feel comfortable, because what if none of your other friends ever have kids? What if they decide that that's not for them? Or what if they can't have kids or something? And then you've put this off for three to five years just so you can play more FIFA. Okay. One of my friends though, let me see if this changes the equation. One of my friends, I think they are getting ready to have a kid in the next probably by the end of the year. Do I wait it out? <laughs> I totally know this is my, is in my head. I get that. And I have friends that don't want to have kids. So in that, in that group, so it's not like all of us are necessarily going to have kids. Like it's going to change our lives for sure. And I hope not for the worst. I don't think, I mean, I, I've always wanted to have kids. So it's not one of those things where like I'm putting my friend before me having offspring and having a family of my own. I would never do that. Um, even though I love my friends, but I almost am like, let me wait for my buddy to have a kid, see how it is, see what happens. And then I can sort of adjust from there. Okay. Also, you're going to see what happens. Everyone's experience is different. There are some couples I know that don't really go out that much anymore because they have kids. And I know other couples who the grandparents have the kids every single weekend and they're still going out all the time. So everyone's situation is unique. And I don't think that again, you should determine what your situation is going to look like based on your buddy and whoever his partner is having kids. My parents were the first ones out of their core group to have kids. My parents got married first and they had me first. They had me right away. I was, they got married in September. I was born the following August. So I was immediately in the picture. And a lot of their friends did not have kids for like a good five, six years. And so I was the only one that was around. And you know what they did? They brought me to barbecues. They brought me to slow pitch softball. (laughs) Show on the go. They were toting me around. I was hanging out, but you know what? I feel like as somebody that grew up who was around adults all the time, it was great. It was fine. And I'm really close now with a lot of my friends' parents because I essentially grew up with them. We grew up, you know, in a lot of the same ways. And so Well, not that my parents were that young. Oh my God, they were like 26 when they had me. Uh, Don't, they weren't like 16. I shouldn't say we grew up together, but I think for them, it was very special for them to be like uncle Mike or whatever to me. And then when they had kids, I would babysit for their kids and we all would hang out and do things together. But you should not determine what you want to do based on your crew. And just know that life is inevitably going to change whether you decide to have kids first or they do. And it's going to change in a lot of great ways. That's, I think the last part you said there is the best piece of advice is that it's going to change no matter what I do. Yeah. It's always going to change. You were probably concerned when you got married that things might be a little different. I know a lot of people are, they wonder if they get married or they're going to hang out with their friends as much. And you probably don't hang out with your friends as much, but it's not because you get married. It's because you have a job and because you can't party as much as you used to. And you can't play pickup hoops the way that you used to. And just the same way that having kids is going to change things. It's going to change certain dynamics. But I, I just think that somebody's going to have to be the first. And you say some of your friends are getting ready to start trying. That could take years, my man. That Mm -hmm. could take a long time. And you shouldn't wait for anyone else. You should only operate on your own timeline and never compare yourself to anyone. You know what they say, Steve, is that comparison is the thief of joy. So don't compare your life to anyone else's. Michelle, this is phenomenal advice. This is a phenomenal ending from you here. I was actually incredibly well said. And uh, I appreciate that. I think everything you said was spot on. I think I'm just... a. I'm afraid of being the parent who, you know, gives her kid to the grandparents one night and ends up going to a Dave Matthews band concert as my getaway. <laughs> so that's what I'm afraid of. Okay. But two more things as the kid that went to the grandparents house all the time, I had an incredible so relationship yeah. with my grandparents that I would not trade for anything in the entire world. And again, as the friend who does not have kids and all of my other friends have kids, I love that my friends have kids now. It is so special for me to be Aunt Michelle to my friends' kids. And I think if you guys were the first to have kids, you I don't know if you're giving your friends enough credit because I think they would love being around your kids. Like one of the great joys of my life has been able to watch my friends turn into mothers and fathers and get to experience many me's of them and it's so special and so cool and your friends will love your kids as much as they love you it's going to be awesome for them if you guys have kids yeah i think part of it is ultimately giving up i always say in life there are a lot of big moments in life right you know you graduate from high school you go to college you kind of experience being on your own for the first time you get your first job you get engaged you get married like all these big life milestones right Mm -hmm. but 
they're all big, but they're not even, nothing even comes close. Like the ultimate one is having a child, is having a of kid. Course. It's, yes. th- there's nothing even close to that. Because when people ask me after I got married, oh my God, like, hey, what's, is your life different? Like, it's exactly the same. There's nothing different <laughs> about my life. I just, I just wear a ring on my ring finger now. That's oh, really about on. it. No. Different. No, well, it's it's different, but it's it gets gradually like you don't just automatically become a married guy one day. You gradually get to that point because you've been dating your girlfriend or boyfriend yeah, or whatever for a evolution. while. Yeah, you don't just overnight like overnight you become a dad or a mom, and that's fucking crazy, uh, and it's scary, and you have to give up a lot of the things that are your identity because you have this other more important thing in your life. And I got this, I had this guy tweet me about oh like maybe if you're too worried about playing Call of Duty or FIFA like you made the right choice by not having a kid. I'm like dude, all right, I get it. Settle down first off, okay? I know that that's the entire point is that you have to give those things up, and I understand that my life is going to be drastically different, and that's why it's a hard decision to make of when to actually do that because you're giving away a lot of what makes you you, and you're becoming a different you, which is dad you or mom you. And I'm excited for that point in my life, but it's one of those things where am I ready for it right now? And I also want to experience it and not be the first and experience it with my friends, not just being the guinea pig who goes out there first. But I think you're right. Friends, if they are real, and my friends I know are in this camp, would absolutely love to hang out with a kid that I had. And I would love to hang out with their kids too. So it's, it is a cool thing. And I'm definitely in my own head, but these are the things that go through my head. And I, and I don't have anxiety. I'm lucky to not have that stuff. But I do think about stuff a lot. And that's mm-hmm. one of the things that goes through my mind is, do I want to be the first person to do this? And we're lucky enough where uh, Maddie's sister and brother-in-law have a kid. So there, we wouldn't really be the first first, but it's just the first of that core group. I don't know. It's in my own head, but everything you said makes a ton of sense. And I think I should probably just get over it. One more thing for you, because I don't know how many babies you've held recently. So you can hold the baby with one hand and play your game with the other. Well, this is one of the things that I said (laughs) on the pod is that because your sleep schedule ends up getting super fucked up, I might even be able to play more games because I'm going to be up at weird hours in the night having to attend to the baby and it's going to be here. And I'll just be, all right, cool. It's 3 a.m. I guess I'm up now. And, you know, let's pop in a couple games of FIFA. Why not? And I don't know. There you go. So, uh, yes, you are correct, but uh, have not held any babies. I'm not a big baby holder. I really am not uh, at all. So it's going to be kind of a rude awakening for me. I mean, when it's your kid, it's totally different. I just don't really like holding other people's kids. Oh, I do. I was over at my friend Katie's the other day, Katie and Matt, shout out to them. And they have a beautiful new baby, Jude. And I held him for hours. I was like, oh my. And he would make these little noises. And you're just like, how are you a human? You're just a tiny (laughs) little human that looks like my friends. It's so bizarre. And just wait, Steve, until your kid gets to be like two and their personality comes Well, that's what I'm excited. That's what I'm more excited for. Such a blast. I love the two to four age range. So fun. I am not into the babies situation. I'll get, this might even be my hottest take, hotter than the Tupac take, but I think most (laughs) babies aren't really that cute. I think a lot of them look like Winston Churchill. Um, and that's okay. Cause they're just lumps of potato, they're potatoes. That's what they are. They're just like potatoes with a little bit of hair on top and they're wearing Patagonia vests. Um, but wow. I don't know what I what, would do. If I showed you a picture of my child and you were like, cute. looks like Churchill. <laughs> I didn't think I was, an, I didn't think I was a cute kid. I looked like I was a weird, dark haired kid who had a bunch of, I don't know. It was, I was kind of chubby. I didn't think I was that I cute. I was adorable. But, well, of course you would say that, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but no, I am most excited about once they you know, get a personality, you can walk around and you can do stuff with them. That to me is what I'd be most excited about. But you know, the baby stage, I'm sure, I'm sure once you, once you experience it and then it's no longer there, you do miss it. Okay. So confirmed baby Saruti, 2022, 2023. No, I don't know. I mean, I mean, can we think about that now? If my, if my mom was asking, it would be like yesterday, but my mom will literally hold my cousin. She just had a a baby and she's pregnant again. And my mom, she probably had a couple of glasses, too many of wine. And she Mm -hmm. holds the baby and she's like, I want one. And Maddie and I just looked at each other. I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. What are we doing right now? My mom will say things like, Coco's granddaughter is the light of her life. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, ma, I know. I'm aware. Stop Thanks. putting pressure on me. Okay. Yeah, Let me live my life. But no, I don't think know. Think about how much your mom's going to want to babysit Steve. She's going to be there no, I know. all we the do, time. We're very fortunate in that, but uh, I don't have a timeline on it yet, but you know, TBD. But just make your own timeline. Well, that's what we're going to leave you with. Not only you, all the Shelleys out there, never compare your life to anyone else. You only have your own life and you can only go by what you want to go by. So don't If your friends are doing one thing, don't do what they do. Do what you feel like is right. It's good advice for sure. Okay. Well, uh, now I'm going to start pressuring you about the baby thing. Now that I know you're. No, please don't. (laughs) Actually, no, just text Maddie. That's fine. Oh, I will. 
Okay, Steve, now that we've settled on you having a baby, let's get to a review. Mm. If you haven't already, please head to Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, wherever you subscribe to your podcast. And I guess to YouTube too. Can you leave a review on YouTube, Steve? I don't know. Uh, yeah, you can You can leave a comment. People leave comments all the time. Yeah. Okay. I need to check out our, our YouTube page. I never do that. I'm so bad. I guess I'm, you know, a millennial. I need to get more on, on YouTube. We don't watch but, enough. Where, yeah. The Gen Zers, I feel like they only watch YouTube. I watch yeah. some YouTube, but that's not like higher viewing experience there are people that just watch people on youtube that's how we used to watch tv it's wild to me i don't i don't get it i know but thank you if you're but watching watch us the, the podcast <laughs> on youtube okay so um if you haven't already head to apple podcast podcast one youtube wherever you get the podcast and leave a review like c turner 48 the title steve is palm rules and it's five stars and it says, I've been a day one listener, but I got behind and I'm starting to catch up. I listened to the Iowa trip pod mm. and was surprised Michelle didn't know those Pong rules. All the ones she listed were common during my time at college in Rolla. And C. Turner 48, I got a lot of that. A lot of people were like, what are you talking about? These are not weird beer pong rules. This is how most people play beer pong. And I'm wondering, Steve, if maybe during my time in college, I wasn't really paying attention to the rules. I was just participating. Does that make sense? Yeah, you were a passenger, not a not driving the the, the beer pong train, and yes. or, or I very much was. I give a fuck about the rules. To quote, yes. uh, to quote the Big Lebowski, I was the rules, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so that's probably why. And you're you're probably in one of two camps. You're either there to just like have some fun, throw a couple balls around, or like me. I'm here to fucking win. Period. Yeah. And uh, that's the difference between you and I playing beer pong. Yeah, that was JD's brother. He was there to win. Remember, I was too afraid to fail. Yep. But that's normally in college. We would have some people be like, want to play beer pong? And it's like, sure, Maggie and I are in Team Eminem. And then you just roll up there, you throw the balls, and you call it a day. And I'd be like, uh, dude, you can't rack on five. What's going on? Uh, you don't get you don't get that. automatic rack at the end, dude. You already used your two racks. What do you and I'd be like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Rack or somebody rack on like seven and I'd be like this noob. What an idiot. Anyway. Yeah, that was me. I was the idiot noob that was just playing for fun. So yes, you're probably correct. C Turner's probably correct. I am the outlier here. So yeah. I apologize for that. Okay. Well, this was fun. If you haven't already, though, leave a review. We'll read it at the end of the podcast. Steve and I will be back in action next week. But until then, can't wait for the Subaruti baby. Davis Chugi. Thanks for listening to Small Talk. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or the Podcast One app.